Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And the winner for Best Picture goes to Wonder Woman! Wait, that's not right? Crap. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk, we talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's DC Movie News. In the great hall of the Justice League. Through your new, you don't know. We go like this. Can we stay in? And then. There we go. I dig it. Guys, that's the only opportunity we're going to have to hear that because no nomination, even. Like, I can't. I'm not over it. I know we've had a couple of days to kind of let that settle in. And thank goodness that DC Movie News is on Thursday because. If this was two days ago, I would be throwing things right now. Guys, I'm Roxy Stryer. That means that I'm not Johnny LaQuasto because I'm Roxy Stryer. It also means I'm not Mike Kalinowski and I'm not Adam Gertler. I know what you're thinking. All right, turning this off without my boys. Well, no, you're not because, well, maybe you are. I don't know. I can't help it. But because we have amazing people here today, including one of your favorites, Elena Bring the Pain of Jordan. I love my Roxy pointed nickname. No, but why do I hasn't it caught on yet? I don't know. I want it to. But nobody, I, the guys won't let I me. I keep getting Punisher because of all of my bad puns instead, which I'm Ooh, like legit. But, but, but what show are you on right up. now? Bring the pain up. We can't call you Punisher on our DC, DC movie news yeah, show. It's like, come on. That makes no sense at Get all. Out. And you bring the pain up, but in a good way. Yeah. I mean yeah. it nicely. And next to her is a new face to the show, but if you guys are a fan of AfterBuzz TV, you've probably seen her on the Black Lightning After Show. It's Drew Jones. Hey, guys. What do I call you for a nickname? I feel like we need a cool Bring the Pena. Ooh. Lana Bring the Pena. Drew brings you. Bring Hachu. <laughs> Drew for... It's true. It's true. Ooh. Ooh, you're like the truth. That's Paul Pierce, though. You could also be the truth. In college, they called me Too True Drew. Too True Drew. Too True. Oh, but I, too true. I'm too time. drunk all the time yeah, to say that. It's no, a, I'm just kidding. It's a tongue twister. <laughs> too True Drew in the house. Guys, we had Oscar nominations this week. We did. We did. And by we, I don't mean DC. No. Because we had we no Oscar nominations. We got zilch shafted. <laughs> Never have I ever felt as shafted as when... We got no nominations this year, but Suicide Squad is an Oscar winner. Oscar winning Suicide Squad. There's only three, three nominees for hair and makeup. And Wonder Wonder Woman Woman is not not one of them. But Wonder is. I was like, did you mean to write Wonder Woman and just stop typing? You forgot? (laughs) What? what, You left off the second part of that nominee because who are you rocking the iconic braid for every Halloween from here until eternity? Is it for Wonder? By the way, how many movies had the word Wonder in their title this year? I wonder. I wonder. I wonder. I know there are more. I mean, the Oscars are known for messing up. Look at last year. So maybe, you know, they did. They have a new the protocol woman. to make sure that didn't happen. I was reading about that today. But yeah, we got. <laughs> I choose to believe that this was a typo. <laughs> we got zilp. We got zitch. We got nada. Uh, and I am sad that Adam, Johnny, and Mike aren't here to talk about this. I'll try to channel my best them. I feel like Mike would say, you know, they have a bias against DC. They're biased and they would never nominate us even if we put out whatever the best movie of the year is. And Johnny would say, everybody, calm down, calm down. Maybe this is a mistake. You don't know what they had for breakfast this morning. And Adam would first say, I think it's great that they didn't nominate us. And then he would say, never mind, it's crap. I've changed my mind and I hate it. See, I think Mike would just go, they hate superhero movies. They just That's hate it. them. They That's hate them. It, who are these old people who are she doing said. these nominations? So how do you guys feel about this, Elena? How are you feeling that both Wonder Woman and Lego Batman have no 
nominations. Not even you a know, costume. To, to take a little bit of Mikey Christmas is not here, but I will bring my holiday cheer. <laughs> that it, It's not true. I'm angry. Um, I feel you. <laughs> I feel uh, you. I feel like after Dark Knight got shafted so hard, everybody was like, this is an outrage, and they extended the number of nominees for Best Picture to 10 because of that. That was a trigger because people were saying you are not recognizing superhero films. So I do feel like superhero films are being under underrepresented. I feel like I'm glad that Logan got Best Adapted Screenplay, but I also feel like the little girl who was in Logan was amazing and oh. should have been nominated and I'm surprised that she was not and I feel like if it was not a superhero film in a traditional sense if it was not an established X-Men then it would be a film that they would have been nominated. A lot of people talked about Patrick Stewart too. Patrick Stewart should have been nominated too I feel. I feel like he got left out and I feel like Lego Batman is it's insane that Boss Baby got nominated (laughs) and that it did not. Uh, That's really rude to Drew. It's her favorite movie of the year. (laughs) It's my all time favorite movie. I watch it on the daily. Uh, on the day, every day, wake up, boss, boss baby. baby. That's why we invited you here today yeah, to exactly. stand up for boss baby. Justice for boss baby. Cookies are for closers, man. Yeah. And apparently, <laughs> Lego Batman did not close. Okay, even though they didn't want to acknowledge us for best picture, which okay, fine, I'll give it to them. A lot of people don't actually think Wonder Woman is as good of a film as I believe it to be. If they don't want to acknowledge us for that, that's fine. But how do you look at? The costumes and decide, nah. Yeah. How do you look at the hair and makeup and decide, nope. How do you look at the sound? How do you look at the editing? Okay, we could leave out visual effects because yeah, feel you on that one, work. guys. But, but how do you look at all of these categories? The cinematography. How do you look at this and say Wonder Woman does not deserve a single Oscar nomination? This yeah. is what, oh, oh, go, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say I wasn't completely in love with Wonder Woman, so don't shoot me. But um, so I kind of was like okay about the Best Picture, but there were so many qualities about Wonder Woman that should have been nominated Best Director. I mean. You think Patty Jenkins should have been nominated? I absolutely think she should have been nominated. I think she was great, I think. Okay, so Elena, who was who were the nominations for Best Director? Um, I would love to know who you would think Drew so should get best kicked director, off the list. Christopher Nolan, Dunkirk, which Christopher Nolan should have been nominated for Batman, for Dark Knight, and he was not. Crazy so. that this is his first this is his nomination first for director. That's first director nomination. Yeah. It's insane. for Dunkirk. Yep. Harry Styles, man. He, he sent him on the One Direction <laughs> to Oscar, Oscar fame. Oh, it's so sad is that um, I saw Dunkirk, and I liked it a lot, and I thought it was a Jonas Brother. You know what's so funny? But it, was, it, it wasn't, wasn't a Jonas it a Brother. It was a One Direction. I need to get more hit. You know what's so funny is I um, work on the universe a lot, and it was top secret when they were filming. They filmed a lot of the beach scenes in front of the giant wall where they also filmed TLC's Waterfalls, which makes me very happy that it's the same place. <laughs> me too, me too. Um, and that Spice Girls music video of them in the desert. But anyway. Yeah. Um, but it was a top secret production, and I thought it was because of Christopher Nolan. And I was like, nobody, like, we can't mention it to anyone because, you know, Christopher Nolan... They're like, no, it's because of Harry Styles. We don't want all the preteen girls running out onto the beach of Normandy. That is insane. Oh, my God. I didn't even think about that. Insane. Okay, so Nolan. Um, Jordan Peele for Get Out. Hell yeah. Don't, uh, don't move him. Let him sit. Greta Gerwig for Lady Bird. Of course. Yeah. Uh, Paul Thomas Anderson for Phantom Thread. This one. I See, I would throw him off because I wasn't a big fan of Phantom Thread. I kind of was just like... Mm. I think it's the most mediocre movie of the I, year. Yeah, I'll stand by yeah, it forever. I, yeah, I think we're the only three people like, in the world, though, so... Yeah. I feel like they were just like Daniel Day-Lewis, we will get an Oscar. Who is the, who's the fifth? Guillermo del Toro, Shape of Water. Okay, so I don't think him. you can move a single one of them except for PTA. Agreed. But the problem Agreed. is, is that he... Of everything in that movie, the direction is very strong. I think the script is not that strong. I think the story is not that strong, but the direction is. So I understand even why Patty Jenkins didn't get a best director. I do, but this is the reason that I think she should have, is because of the Oscars are supposed to be a representation not only of film, but also of how film is reflected in society and culture. And because Who says that? It, I just feel like in general, that's like that's, on it? yeah, I mean, they do a lot of things that are Oscar fodder. And that is, I feel like Phantom Thread is one of those. I feel like this is one that they were like, well, at least get costumes. Like, that. It, to me, that's, a, I feel like that's why it was even made. Mm-hmm. But that's personal opinion. Uh, I feel like the social impact that 
Patty Jenkins had of them saying this is a director who had to fight tooth and nail for her vision of some of the most impactful scenes that we all agree some of the, the battle scenes that were the most heroic that showed actual character development. No Man's Land. That, no Man's Land. That she had to fight the studio for and I did not hear about any other director having to fight that hard to get their vision on screen and then having her execute it in such a way that it really came across that this was a really cohesive piece of work that was so impactful that it was the the biggest opening that we've seen far surpassing what was expected and then continue to surpass and continue to surpass you know, I, I I completely agree, but what I will say is it's interesting. I went on um, Screen Junkies this morning. We were having a similar conversation, and one of the guys over there, Spencer Gilbert, was saying, you know, Roxy, I, it's not that I disagree with you whether they deserve it or not, but there's going to be a Wonder Woman too. It does not need the recognition that some of these art house films need, and they are the ones who need the funding. We're always going to have these superhero films, so people don't feel like these are the ones that need to have a light shine on them, because a lot of these other movies, such as Phantom Thread, but he that's a little bit bigger, but Shape of Water, or um, people were upset about Florida Project not being nominated, oh, yeah. or um, Call Me By Your Name, these movies that do not have the wide-release huge budget Mm -hmm. no matter what they're going to get made that ends up being a problem so they're the ones that need to get nominated so that the people in the middle of the country are like oh what the hell is call me by your name maybe i should check that out it's oscar nominated you know Mm -hmm. what i mean so i do kind of get that point but i think it's unfair costume costume how many times can i say costume costume Costume. And, and this is the thing we're talking about who would we bump on for director and i get that and i get if you don't want to recognize Patty Jenkins for that reason and saying, you know, art house films would be underrecognized were it not for the Oscars. And yes, I do agree. Um, but there's only three people nominated for hair and makeup. Three. There's, you're not you're not bumping anybody. You can add two more, buddy. Like, let's toss them in. Why I agree. are we why are we limiting ourselves mm-hmm. to only and this is the only category limited to three. And, and they there had to are know iconic hairstyles for multiple people yes. in this one film. They had to know. They had to have thought Wow, really? What is the biggest, the biggest impactful movie of the year? The one that people are still talking about months later? The one that people are going to be talking about years from now? What is that? It's Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. That is a little bit my opinion, but I also believe it's fact that that's the movie that people are going to be talking about. So they had to have thought about it, and for them to think about it and then be like, but nah. I almost feel like it, because Wonder was nominated in the same category that they didn't want to do Wonder and Wonder Woman. Which is a stupid reason not to nominate something that I don't know. should have been included. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's interesting. Um, the, and the even crazier almost one for me is Lego Batman. Yeah. Yeah. That I one is crazier for Lego me. Lego Batman. Like, okay, Anthony, those noms. Thank you. The, bo- the boss baby. I, like we talk- The boss Baby, I don't, even, favorite movie. I don't even understand why it's there. It's Your like, favorite movie, you put it there. The breadwinner. <laughs> Actually, I think the one that's like most out of place is Loving Vincent. Loving Vincent. Loving why do you think Vincent. it's most out of place? Because although it was like a like a great like achievement, because it was all like water, well, it was all painted frame by frame, but it, it got terrible reviews. It, I, I, and I, I haven't seen it myself, but I believe it's probably worse than the boss baby. What What's interesting is hard. I haven't seen it either. And I think that even if Lego Batman was on here, I personally, even though I love Lego Batman, I personally believe Coco should win. Coco was yeah. amazing. But to not be to nominated. Not and on top of the fact that the Lego movie was not nominated yeah. Yeah. previously. So th- I really feel like the Academy saw Lego and Batman and decided, Mainstream. Nah. I think that's what it, I think a lot of times, too, they have so many movies to watch. I almost wonder if they're just like, you know, we can't watch every single movie in the entire world to see what gets nominated. Yes. I think maybe just not enough people watched it. Yes, maybe. Maybe. Or or they did and they're like they chalk it up to anybody could have done that. It back in February and forgot about it. Maybe. Maybe but Logan gets nom for screenplay. Yeah. So that was a while ago. But they're also really promoting Logan. Dunkirk for... was effing forever ago. That, yeah, yeah, but that the feels for like your consideration. Ago. You think of all the cons- for your consideration billboards that are everywhere. It was Logan everywhere, Dunkirk everywhere. There were there wasn't any Lego Batman. I so guess. it's like maybe that is part of it too, is that, you know, the people on the Academy are also just people who have limited time constraints that can't 
see everything under the sun multiple times right before nomination season. I got a lot of hate on social media for talking about how I thought Wonder Woman should get nominated. For me personally, it is a top 10 film of the year, but I wasn't even saying for Best Picture. I was just saying in general. But people were coming at me saying, a movie being important does not mean it should get a nomination. I disagree completely. And I, and I, I do think it does mean that. I think a, a movie being important does yeah. mean that. I also think it happens to be a great film, but I, I think it, yeah. it, it does mean that. As someone that. who wasn't completely in love with Wonder Woman, I absolutely think it had a huge impact on culture. And part of art is its impact on culture. And if this is a celebration of film being art, you should take into consideration that like, Get Out had a huge impact on the culture because yes. it brought up all these conversations. Not only was it a great movie, but it also had a huge you know, impact on people like, oh, snap, like, am I that person or whatever? And Wonder Woman kind of had the same thing where it made little girls want to not just be princesses, but want to be badasses. And And little boys, too. Yeah, and little boys. (laughs) And there was this whole conversation of, like, you know, feminism and what it really is. And, like, I absolutely think it should have gotten, like, that has a big impact on the Oscars. Why, just briefly, because I'm curious, Mm -hmm. why weren't you a huge uh, fan of Wonder Woman? Um, I think for me, one, some of the, like, CGI, I wasn't completely in love. Not that there was a lot of it, but just like I wasn't completely in love with that. And there was some like um, Chris Pine's character. I wasn't completely in love with him. I felt like a lot of times it seemed like she was the sidekick to him just rather than yeah, rather than him being the sidekick to her. And so I was wild. Like, yeah, that's wild. And I was like, this is I'm Wonder a, Woman. I actually agree with uh, Drew. I was not really feeling uh Chris Pine's character at all. Oh my God. I didn't think his acting was that great. I like the their, movie. I thought their balance yeah. was so great. Uh, but to each their own, that's what makes yeah. the world go round mm-hmm. that you that that didn't work for you. And I think that's totally totally fine. And um, I, you know, to for me, I feel like she always took a front seat without making him feel like a loser, mm-hmm. which I feel like is a problem with a lot of male dominated movies. If they're taking the front seat, that's fine, but I feel like they make the female feel like a loser, yeah. which is not fine. So I feel like just because we haven't seen this before, where the other person is not completely put down, it was like, wait, but that's what they've been doing to us women for all these years. Why yeah. can't we do that to the man right now? But I think if it hadn't been for all of those years of like the lame sidekick girl, lame sidekick girl, mm-hmm. then maybe we wouldn't, you wouldn't feel that way. Yeah, maybe. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that probably has so something to do with it. did you think Lego Batman was the best DC movie of the year? Did you think it was stronger than Wonder Woman and... I don't think Justice it was stronger League? than Wonder Woman. I absolutely think it was stronger than Justice League, though. Okay, so you went, you went Wonder Woman, Lego Batman, Justice League for yeah. this year. Well, it's hard for... Because Wonder Woman and... Lego Batman, I kind of enjoyed in different ways, so it's hard for me to compare them as the two besides them both falling under the DC category. Um, Who do you think snubbed more, guys? Lego Batman or Wonder Woman? Who has the bigger snub this year? Lego Batman. Lego Batman. I kind of agree. Isn't that weird? Yeah. No matter, I love Wonder Woman more, but Lego Batman, that was a big old F you. Yeah. I feel like 100%, especially looking at who was nominated. Yeah. It just seemed like they were like, oh, what did we, what do I remember taking my kid to this year? Oh, yeah. I almost, it almost feels like, looking at it, that they just are like, they put Coco and then they're like, okay, we need four spots to fill. Yeah. I guess. Coco was so good. Coco, um, yeah. ZSB, Lou in the chat says, I agree with Tony B. Dead and Drew on that statement slash comments on Wonder Woman. Tony, do you go by Tony B. Dead? Yeah, that's my Twitter handle. Oh. oh. <laughs> I was like, what? Was like, is he insulting you nice at the same name. time? Um, a lot of people in the chat um, saying Lego Batman had the biggest snub. Robert Ross, though, no Lego Batman was a joke. Interesting. I've heard a lot Ooh. of that, too. Um, people are going back and forth on that. So I think it, well, it is a little like 50 Well, it sounds like Tony B. Dead, but the chat's very lively. <laughs> ha, 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 ha. I really Ba-dum. like what you did there. <laughs> I also like that we are... Currently, um, 15 minutes or so, 18 minutes in, and somebody just said, hey, it's an all-girls panel. Yeah. How, how did you guess with 20 minutes into the show? Good job. And we've got Anthony in the booth. He's got our male testosterone for the day. All right, moving on, guys. Wonder it's Woman. <laughs> Wonder Woman 2 is going to be the first film to adopt new anti-sexual harassment guidelines from PGA. Uh, when yeah. I first saw this, I kind of thought first, as in everybody else is going to do it immediately, whatever, is this a big deal? Uh, but it was, it was also kind of unclear to me what the specific differences were. 
And Elena, I think that you have more clarity on that for us. Yeah, I have um, the actual release here. It's kind of cool that they are really, really cracking down with their, it's what they're calling the Weinstein effect, basically. Um, and they're not, like, subtly calling it that. No, they, they are, are very, very openly <laughs> saying, this is the Weinstein effect, just so you know. And then, and I love, too, all the ones that are like, and it has, there's just men in a frenzy, all these men in power who are worried if they're going to be named next. And it's like, well, have you done anything wrong? No. Then you're saying, you have you go. done anything wrong? You're next. Uh, so, <laughs> Gary Lucchesi and Lori McCreary, who are the PGA presidents, um, said sexual harassment can no longer be tolerated in an industry or within the ranks of the Producers Guild membership. We are a transitional moment in society uh, in which we are reevaluating behavior in the workplace and beyond. Um, and then they go through the actual details of it is saying that the guidelines are now saying that they have to, all productions must comply with federal and state laws regarding harassment. Each production must also provide in-person anti-sexual harassment training for all members of the cast and crew prior to the start of the production. And additionally, then they also uh, have guidelines that go through to report potential harassment. They are now, every production has to designate at least two individuals, ideally of different genders, that cast and crew members can approach if they are subject to or witness harassment in any form. I think that was the part that stuck with me the most. Yeah. That that is two people's jobs. Yeah. yeah. You are on set 20, like the entire time. I don't want to say 24 7, but yeah, the but entire time that you're filming to be the go to liaison if there are any issues that that person who is reporting it will not feel that they will have yeah. repercussions. With, oh, sorry. So go ahead. Which is someone who works on movie sets all the time as part of camera crew and, you know, as a PA and stuff. The change, because this really has kicked off, because I've worked on multiple sets already where they're starting to make the changes because of this. It's so refreshing. <laughs> it's so nice to, like, you know, know that everyone's now having to be on their best behavior. Because before, I don't think people really, th- like, realize how bad it can get, like, with the comments and all that stuff. So the fact that, you know, Wonder Woman 2 is really cracking down that I appreciate. And it's the first to do it. It's the perfect first yeah. one to do it because it's Wonder Woman. And it's yeah. Patty and it's Gal and that's just like a bunch of kick-ass women. The one thing I am a little concerned about, um, and I hope I phrase this right and forgive me if I don't and maybe help me work through it, but the thing I could foresee being an issue is that having two people on set that have to do this means that your budget has to go towards that. And that can tend to make producers angry. Because they don't want to have to budget in things that they do not deem necessary. And mm-hmm. a lot of big producers who have been working in the industry for a long time, who have been dealing with not having two people to budget in for this, now have to do that, could get more bitter and, and that- more resentful and more angry and more aggressive. And you get where I'm going. I get yeah. where you're going with this, but I don't think that that's going to be an issue because it doesn't designate that that is their only job. Only- um, so I think that basically what it's going to be is but kind then, of like a floor manager situation. Where but then it's is like, it just like a title position and then that's not actually what they're there for. And if you go to them with something, they feel bothered because well, they've got to get to their other job. Well, I think that would be part of their, you know, like a union rep. Like somebody, if you're if you're a member of the crew, but you're also a union rep, then you get paid an additional stipend to be a union rep, but you're also getting paid for your crew duty. So I feel like it's going to be one of those where they're not given an entire salary just to sit around to see if somebody has an issue. I think it's going to be one of those that they're given an additional stipend, and because they're paid for it, they are then legally obligated to report anything and to follow through because that is a designated paid position. I'm mostly glad we're doing something. Yeah. Yeah. Like, instead of people just talking about it and saying, we need to change, we need to change, I'm glad that we're implementing rules. And, yeah, accountability. Um, We'll see... Usually I find a, a first set of rules needs to be adjusted a second time. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, we'll see which of these rules end up being the ones that help and which ones we decide, actually, we need a new rule for that because that's not really working. Yeah. But it's something. Yeah. Hello. That is, that's what we need. It's what we've been asking for. And um, I'm glad that Wonder Woman gets to kick us off with that. Speaking of kicking us off, 
Ah, uh, that was a weird transition. Momoa! Uh, Momoa on Fallon this week. Uh, okay, we'll get to this very strange thing that he did in a minute that we have mixed opinions on. Uh, but he also talked about how Snyder hired him. Don't you guys find it so weird how late into the process these actors end up revealing how they got cast? Like, if I was interviewing yeah. Momoa and it was the day after he got cast, I feel like it would be my first question. Yeah. So how did it happen? You know? Yeah. But I feel like it's always, like, four years later, and they're like, oh, by the way, how I got cast was... Maybe they're not allowed to tell the I story I feel like it's quicker. probably an NDA thing until... But I... Because the movie hasn't come out. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but when he went on Fallon, he said, quote, that whole audition process is pretty crazy. Zach, as in Snyder, was a huge fan of Game of Thrones. A lot of people are huge fans of Game of Thrones. <laughs> Pause. Captain Obvious. Thank you, Momo, for that yes, one. Continue. Thank you. Specifically uh, you, Drogo. You're amazing. Zach was the one that uh, I couldn't get a job, and Zach called me in. He was a huge fan, and he wanted to take Aquaman. And it was funny because I had no idea what I was even playing. He just called me in. I had an audition for Batman. Obviously, Ben was cast, and I was like, I'm just basically going to be the bad guy. I'm going to fight Batman and Superman. I'm going to play the villain. And he's like, wait, no, Aquaman. Pretty cool. I was happy to. I was happy to hear about this, and I. I think it's so funny because some of them like gals that she auditioned Pulp Fiction. It's like at least Momoa was in the same wheelhouse. Yeah, you know, like and imagine getting to audition for Zack Snyder. You already know you're not going to be Batman, so like pressure's kind of off there. Just getting to be Batman, but it is a little strange because Batman's got a different voice. So yeah. why would Aquaman sides be Batman? You think yeah. they would give him? Somebody else, a different something. Yeah, I think that's all you got, Drew. Yeah, no, I'm just thinking about like I can't, I can't picture him being bad. Like he's just so much like man. Like I just can't picture him being Batman. I can only see him as Aquaman. Like the second that they said, you know, he was playing Aquaman, I was like, I yeah, nobody else would make sense. That's a great casting for me. Yeah. I agree. I think that he's a way better Aquaman than he ever would have been Batman. But I want to know if somebody ever asked him, how do you feel about if you were then told, if you thought you were going to be Batman, and they're like, no, Ben is going to be Batman. We're going to have you be Aquaman. And then you go and watch Entourage, and they have an entire season making fun of the yeah. character, being cast <laughs> as the character Aquaman. I'm like, has nobody asked him about that? Like, I want to know his reaction to... I love that show. Kind of the... I love that show, too. But kind of the, the idea that has even been kind of mocked in a popular TV show, that this character is not the coolest of the superheroes. How did you then feel about playing that? I want to know what he thinks. I just think when you are him and you know your cast is Aquaman, you know they're going in a different direction. Oh, totally. Because especially knowing Snyder is a fan of Game of Thrones, you're like, you're not thinking, all right, I'm wearing green and yellow and I'm going to be like a glorified green fish. And yellow, green and yellow. Yeah, mm-hmm. like I just don't think he was questioning it because dude's ripped. Yeah, he's gnarly looking, like in a in a sexy, wonderful way, but just he he's not like this clean cut. He can pull off the troubled, rum-soaked man who is having to bridge the gap between the ocean and the land. Exactly. And the anger. Yeah. So this was the... Pollution. This was the intellectual, <laughs> wonderful part of him being on The Tonight Show. <laughs> and then, all of a sudden, things got really effing weird. Okay. I know, I know, Elena, you have different opinions. So, basically... Fallon and Momoa decided to play a game for I have no idea why. Because it's because Jimmy water. Fallon. Do you watch Jimmy Fallon? Yeah, yes. He always does these weird games. Y- yes, but this was not really a, a game. It's a this game. Is waterboarding. Like, a lot of his games, like you get to know somebody a little more, like something happens. This was like, you're Aquaman, therefore water, therefore let's dump it on each other. <laughs> and I was like, okay, okay. So I was thinking this game was going to last like two or three minutes, like a lot of his other shorter, sweeter games. This game got aggressive. I th- like, real quick. I think they weren't expecting it to go so, so long, long either. I think yeah. they thought it was going to be, like, a two- or three-minute thing, and then it just kept going. Everybody kind of loves this, and I kind of love it, but I also kind of, like, see it in my nightmares. What do you think, Drew? I would never want him to throw water in my face because... Who? Jason Momoa. Because <laughs> at one point I thought he hit Jimmy in the face with a cup. Yeah. Because he it threw seemed it so that long. way. Yeah. He was not, like... 
casually dumping the water. No. Jimmy was scared to put water in Momoa's face. And then Momoa had no fear. No And was, like, whipping it at him. Well, I mean, he's, come on, yeah, he's, (laughs) like, the god of the sea, man, you gotta... Somehow Momoa doesn't even ever look wet. Like, his beard absorbs (laughs) all of the water. By the end, Fallon's shirt was like, (laughs) it was like he was not wearing a shirt anymore. His hand pasties were hilarious. And what they were, they were playing war? They were playing war. I love this. And they made it water war. This is such an obscure way to be like, Aquaman, am I right? But I'm, like... (laughs) What? I love it. I think it's brilliant. I think it's so <coughs> funny because I feel like guests really let down their guard when they're with Jimmy Fallon because he does all of these crazy outlandish things and he does it with them and he's never like making fun of anyone. They're just doing outlandish things together. I feel like Momoa is perpetually stuck in a western. Like this is him <laughs> in a western <laughs> on Fallon, like with his hat. And the way I he's do love like, his hat. When Fallon pours it into his hat, though, can, yes, that's amazing. Can you just picture him like sitting there, like, stick him up? <laughs> yes, stick him up. I feel like he. Always, Why is he not with Clint Eastwood? Ooh, true. I feel like he always just finds his clothes like in a bag that's like waiting to go to Goodwill. Like he just rummages there and he's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna wear this." Cool. Yeah, sure, this is good well, enough, and it just always looks good. <laughs> He does a lot of convention appearances, too, so I feel like he probably gets a bunch of stuff. Like, that looks like a convention hat. That looks like a hat that you would get, like, walking by at a booth. And being Jason Momoa, <laughs> But watch I can it see be a $10,000 like, hat. I know. Sure. Like, yeah. every time I think that about somebody, I'm like, no. And his wrist. I have... Well, yes. I think I just took it off somewhere. But I have, like, that same freaking hair elastic thing that he has on his wrist with the, the little, like, fancy-schmancy ones. The, he, I think... Oh. You, you know I thought that was about? a Kabbalah bracelet. The red oh, it, one? it looks like my hair elastic that I have. That's like <laughs> that company that... Anyway, nobody cares about that. Uh, very strange. Very... Do oh, you see that whip? Yeah. Do you see that whip? That's like... And that like, Don't mess with him. The best <laughs> part, though, is qu- when they pan over to Questlove, and he's like not even laughing. He's like oh, full God. on giggling. He's just dying. That's my favorite part, is when Questlove just loses it. And I feel like they cut away to Questlove, Questlove just so just Jimmy could like blow his nose. 100%. <laughs> they had to at that point. They absolutely had to. Are you guys ready for this amazing transition I've been thinking about for the last 30 seconds? Yeah, yes. Okay. You know what's better than water? What? Food! Yeah. Food is better than water. Guys, I want to talk to you a little bit about Blue Apron, which I absolutely adore and use. Blue Apron is the leading meal kit delivery service in the U.S., and while many people know what we do, many don't know about the types of meals you eat when you cook with Blue Apron. You're not just having burgers for dinner. You're making short rib burgers with a hoppy cheddar sauce on a pretzel bun. Oh, my God. I love pretzel buns. You're preparing seared steaks and thyme pan sauce with mashed potato, green beans, and crispy shallots in under 45 minutes and without a trip to the grocery store. I love that when they say 45 minutes or less, they actually mean that. A lot of these services or whatever it is will take end up an hour and a half. So they're really good about being true to their time. Uh, Blue Apron is the number one fresh ingredient and recipe delivery service in the country. I could personally account to that. Blue Apron's mission is to make incredible home cooking accessible to everyone. That means you. You're part of everyone, aren't you? Blue Apron achieves this by supporting a more sustainable food system, setting the highest standards for ingredients, and building a community of home chefs. Blue Apron offers three meal plans. Count them. One, two, three. Two-person meal plan, which is the one that I do. Meals that serve two people. Choose from eight new recipes per week with a choice to receive either two or three recipes any week. A family meal plan, so if you're lucky enough to have a family. Meals that serve four people, choose from four new recipes per week with the choice to receive either two, three, or four recipes any week. And a, get this, Elena, you're going to love this one, wine plan. Six bottles of wine from renowned winemakers delivered monthly. I haven't tried that one yet. With I pairs. Have to they do tell you the, what to pair with yep. each meal. Oh. Featured upcoming yeah. meals. We can talk about two. There's amazing ones. I already had mentioned the hoppy cheddar sauce that you guys have going on. The mashed potatoes. All that good 
good stuff. Um, the wine pairing thing sounds amazing. That's what I'm stuck on right That's now. That's what makes you feel like you're at a real gourmet dinner. I know. This one's so good because um, also we have somebody in the studio who does Whole30. A lot of people are obsessed with Whole30. So there's Whole30 approved sear steaks and a warm lemon salsa verde with roasted broccoli and sweet potato. Whole30 approved chicken and kale orange salad, spicy tahini dressing. I'm so hungry. I know. This is making this me so yeah, when, when we're done, do you guys want to go do a family yeah. meal plan? Yeah. Spicy pork and Korean rice cakes with baby bok choy. Vegetable fried Ooh. rice with peanuts. Oh, so freaking good. So, guys, it's not just the good food, but it's actually $30 off your first order with the special code. So, DC Movie News is treating you guys to $30 off your first order. Go to blueapron.com slash movie news. Check out this week's menu and get $30 off with free shipping. You gotta love that free shipping at blueapron.com slash movie news. Blue Apron, a better way to cook and yeah. drink wine. Yes. And have all of the pairings. You like you I like that water awesome. to food thing? I like yeah. it. I like that you turned water like into wine. Had... Oh that was so much better. Why couldn't I have used that? You know who <laughs> likes wine? Nick Cage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't actually know if that's true, but he definitely seems like somebody <laughs> who does. Uh, so I saw this on Slash Film originally. You it's know a, who needs some wine is the person who just interviewed, interviewed Nick yeah. Cage. Yeah. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> when I saw this, it says, watch Nicolas Cage give a hilariously blunt review of Justice League. I'm thinking to myself, what what could Nick Cage possibly, like, <laughs> what, what? Um, and I, Nick Cage is near and dear to my heart, be, especially because I do feel like he got screwed with Superman. And if you watch the documentary Death of Superman Lives, what happens, um, you see what happens when somebody gets screwed from being Superman. Like, just so sad. It's like what, getting so far. I mean, imagine that being your dream role ever and then having that rip from you. Yeah. Uh, so, Granted, I'm I'm prefacing with that because he may or may not be slightly bitter. Possibly bitter. I would be bitter. I would be yeah. bitter too. So when an interviewer asks him about Justice League, here's what he has to say. You were once supposed to play Superman. Did you see Justice League? I did. What'd you think? I thought it was fun. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was fun. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> oh yowza. Do you ever do you still see yourself as playing Superman? No. Not at all. <laughs> I think you would have been a good Superman. Thank you. <laughs> I think that's one of the great tragedies of cinema history that that didn't happen. Yeah, I, I think both. Superman needs to come save this interview. <laughs> yeah. It's just, okay, <laughs> you guys know as hosts, it is so hard when you're interviewing somebody and you say, you know, what is, this? and they give the one word answer and you're like, uh, 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 crap. So I don't blame the interviewer here at all. No. They did exactly what they could. Nicholas Cage, though. It was fun. Just not feeling it. Just not about that life. Why does he go on to say, that's all I'm going to say? Do you think he has more to say, but he's just not going to? Yeah, I think it was subtle shade. Like, I could rant on this, but... If you don't um, have anything nice to say, yeah. don't say anything at all. Type exactly. implication. Maybe. I don't know. Do you think he really saw it? I think he did see it. I think, because what else is Nick Cage doing right now? Yeah. Like, I think he probably keeps up on movies and stuff. I Great question. I what, like Nick Cage. Chat, what is Nicolas Cage doing these days? Uh, I got the breakdown for Ooh, you. Ooh, uh, Anthony. So he's coming out with a horror thriller film coming uh, called Mom and Dad. Um, that's being released. Let me guess. He's dad? Yeah, he's dad, actually. <laughs> oh, nice. Like Instantly a, scared. It's like a weird, like, purgy kind of thing where, like, parents, specifically parents, go after their own children and try to kill them. Oh, wow. And, also, and the twist is he's also mom. He's also mom, exactly. Mm. He plays all the roles and the kids. <laughs> There's also one, another one he's being released uh, this year that I'm looking forward to called Mandy. It's about a... Uh, his Mandy! Wife, his wife gets killed by, like a, like, a cult, and he goes after the cult, and he just destroys them, pretty much. Would you have wanted to see him as Superman? I want to see Nick Cage as everything. I want him. I want him to play all of Justice League. That'd be amazing. <laughs> Psycho oh, Bevo God, in the chat yes. says Nick Cage for Bizarro. Oh, uh, well. I, that's just Nick Cage. But, I think. but where in <laughs> one <laughs> film? How in Justice League? What? Where are we? Just a standalone Nick Cage Bizarro. I would watch that out. Honestly, I don't know. I don't uh, think it would even need a trailer. Yeah, I think not you even just a, say those two things, and people are like. Sion Hughes says Nick Cage is a fan of DC Comics. He has a son called Kal El. I didn't know that Nick Cage yeah, named his kid Kal-El. Wow. I know a bunch of people who named their dogs Kal-El, 
but a, a child. But as Boss Baby told us, everyone's getting dogs instead of babies. No one names and their that's dog why it was nominated for an Oscar. What? Bam. No one names their dog Crypto? After the, the Maybe. Dog, the crypto? Super, I think some dog. people do. Um, that's a solid. No, that dog should have died. <laughs> is that is that the is that the dog that kills uh, Superman's dad in um, Man of Steel? <laughs> it's not exactly how it happened, but that's how my brain. <laughs> Crypto, yeah, <laughs> ridiculous. Uh, I feel like we just watched a slightly bitter man not want to have an interview at all, and then somebody pressed a button, and it was like, but this abort, is, I abort. Wanna know, I want to know what context it was in because right after he said it too, I feel like they were being almost kind of snarky. Like I could feel from his perspective how they feel like, hey, these guys are kind of making fun of me. I'm still an accomplished actor who did a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, and you know, but some I don't think of they were making money. fun of I, him. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know. Moving on to Shazam. Yeah. Hey. I don't know if you guys know Marta Milans at all, but yeah. she is joining the cast of Shazam. I was not expecting you to just say, yeah, you seem very excited by this. Well, only, but what I thought was funny is because I only know her from Asher and there's somebody in the cast named Asher too. And I was like, I've only heard that name two places and both of them are associated with the same woman. Maybe it's a sign that you need to name your dog Asher. That's it. There you go. You really don't know. Um, I was going to name him Crypto, but now it's Asher. (laughs) Now you're screwed. She's going to be playing the foster mom to, um, to Asher, to our little Billy Batson, to our Asher angel. Is that his name? Yeah. Or did I just make up a cool boy band? Um, Ashley Angel Angel is, I think, who you're thinking. (laughs) (laughs) Loved Ashley Angel. Yeah. Uh, It's hard for me to have any kind of emotions about this at all. Because I don't know her. So sure. Cool. I don't know most of this cast other than Zachary Levi, but I'm excited about everything. I don't even really know Zachary Levi that well. But this seems to be one of the only movies that is not having 5,000 issues right now. So get on with your bad self. Like, never thought you were happening. You guys are separating yourself from the rest of this dirty pack. So... Fine. I think it's another one that people are kind of. It's kind of going to be a sleeper hit that they're not expecting too much from it. Like so they're Ant-Man? kind of giving them, yeah, and they're kind of giving them their freedom. Huh. And I think that's good. Yeah, because I think that that means that it's going to make a good movie. Why did you yeah. just? Well, because Marvel, it's obviously not DC. No, we but, love yeah. Marvel here. Yeah. We're allowed yeah. to okay, reference. Good. Yeah, Do love Marvel. But, it's not uh, like you'll get kicked off the show uh, immediately. <laughs> just get you'll out. just never get invited back. <laughs> yeah. You mentioned uh, the uh, M word. Uh. No, guys, Marvel Movie News. Check it out. We love Marquia and Koi over there. Uh, what's your name over there, Anthony? What do they call you? Something cooler than we call you. Ant-Manthony. Ant-Manthony! There's a little ant in the uh, Ant-Man movie called Anthony. So Everybody has a little ant in them. Aww. I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Before I make that one really super weird, unless any of you guys have other strong opinions on Marta Milan's. No, but I did read that Superman's supposed to make an appearance in Shazam. That that's like a rumor right now. Oh, I didn't see that. I yeah, well, I, ju- I just saw it today. I want to say it was on comicbook.com that was saying that there's a rumor about it. Um, Maybe the people will I, tell us. When I was looking into her, um, it came okay, up. Okay, rumor on um, Screen Rant, Rumor Patrol, Superman to appear in DC's Shazam movie a couple hours ago. Look at you, more up-to-date than we yeah. are. New rumor suggests Superman will have a role in next year's Shazam, and that information about Man of Steel 2 is only months away. Production on Shazam is set to begin any day now, and casting and plot news have been pouring out as a result. The latest big addition was Mr. Robot and Luke Cage's... Oh, see, they're not up-to-date. We just gave the latest edition. It's not our... Whatever. And Grant's young Billy Batson, his powers to transform into a hero, the same name, wizard. Uh, cool. So it doesn't say why they feel that way. Yeah. Just says that they do feel that way. Just rumors. I think that that's a really strange... going to be played by Nick Cage. I think it's a really strange choice to have <laughs> Superman appear in Shazam, but I always love when they do little appearances. The reason I do think it's even the, uh, slightly strange, though, is that because those two characters characters are compared a lot Mm -hmm. uh, but more so because Shazam was trying to really really separate from the rest of the pack and have their own storyline and be with New Line and be like peace stigma of DC so I I wonder why I could see that maybe being like an intro thing like the kid like really looks up to Superman Maybe. You know, that like would be cool. Like, and they yeah. see, he sees him on TV. Yeah, and he's like, oh, man, I want to be like that. And then it's like, oh, no, now I am. Whoa, this is not what I expected. Mm. And that is the script, word for word. I, I don't know. It's, it's weird, too, because we lost Black Adam. Um, 
not in, from the DC universe, but from this film. But from this one movie. And we gained Superman. I think it's going to be like a cameo. I don't think it's going to be like That's a big be. thing. It's going to be the quick. Or it's not happening and Summer made it up. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. DC Drew's, movie rumors. I think Drew's favorite word. Yeah. Yeah. I think <laughs> maybe it's just because this isn't like super hyped up yet that they're throwing Superman. If it's true, Superman they're throwing Superman over there so we can see. Yeah, they're like, hey, you guys have never heard of Shazam. Superman's in it. Now yeah. you'll now you'll listen. Here we are. Check it out. Hello. Uh, speaking of people that make you listen, Batman. Na, 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 Batman. Uh, Dark Knight. The 10th anniversary. Yes. Wild. That's insane. That's insane. Here's that what's that long ago. You want to know what's devastating, though? So it's what's really cool is that they're returning to select theaters. What's really not cool is that those theaters are not within 2,000 miles of us. Um, I attempted. <sighs> I attempted to look, and I was like, okay, what? where do I have to drive to? Fine, if it's in a different state. <laughs> Only in Connecticut. One theater in Connecticut Five theaters in Massachusetts, a theater in New Jersey, a couple in New York, one in Ohio, and one in Rhode Island. Island. And if you don't live there, well, you better know somebody who owns a big TV. Because otherwise you are not watching this. But the actual, this is kind of the advanced release because it's not going to be until July. The actual anniversary is July 18th. So I'm optimistic. July 18th is when it came out. It was a July release? Yeah. So huh. I'm thinking that they'll probably have that. Maybe this is like an early, like, hey, let's celebrate that, you know, this is the year. This is the decade mark. But I think maybe some more theaters when it gets closer to summer, I'm hoping, will release it here. Because I would be very surprised if At least, the like, theaters... outdoor cinema or, yeah. like, any of those things. Because 10 years is huge. What is Big. so wild is that it feels maybe, like, five. Maybe. Yeah. It does not like, feel maybe like sex. Maybe. I remember this coming out. I remember, like, so clearly Midnight seeing this. screening I went to with my mm. friends. That's so, that's so wild. That girl. Ten years. I just remember I had just gotten my license, and I was so excited to drive somewhere by myself to go see a movie and, like, pick up my friends, and it was... For this movie. Oh, I thought you were gonna say you solo went to Dark Knight. I was gonna say badass girl. Nice. No, but... You go on with your sixteen-year-old badass. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh well. Wow. Uh, Colin Prime lives in Cincinnati. Game Save uh, City Saver lives in Dayton. So aren't you Ohio people luckier than us? You're just trying yeah. to rub it in. Rubbing it in. That's fine. I used to live in Massachusetts. Maybe I'll make a trip home. You don't know. <laughs> if you want to know if it's coming to you, Showcase Cinemas is the one putting it on. Go to showcasecinemas.com slash movie slash dark dash night. That's where you can check out where all the screenings are. You know why I'm singing. Because I know what's coming next. And the that is TV time. time. It's time for Roxy Strives TV time. All the girls think Johnny's fine. Yes, he is. Cooking, so Delicious. Christmas time. Yeah, he's great. Movie news, it's time to talk. TV time. Drew, you don't know what to say. I want a jingle on my shows. Yeah. The guy who made that said one to me, too. And at the end, he goes, and also there's Elena. And I, like, lost it. I just started cracking up. So I was like, thank you. So baller. (laughs) That's freaking awesome. Yeah, it's the best. The jingle is amazing. Okay. So, TV time. Thank goodness that we are off of hiatus. We've got some badass shows to talk about, like Black Lightning, go Black, Black Lightning. Lightning. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Tuesdays, well, the CW's newest superhero suits up. Lightning's gonna strike. Don't miss the new hit series, Black Lightning. Black Lightning, aka Jefferson Pierce, had previously powered down his crime fighting career for the last nine years, uh, and he's been saving lives the best way he knew how, as the principal of a local high school. Yeah. Um, but in this city, when the hero's away, the gangs will play, and this dude is a family man, so when his daughters get caught in the crosshairs, it's time to take charge. So now the former hero is back in full force for a second round against corruption and violence, because lightning does strike twice, y'all. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's dark days for the cities of Freeland, but... A storm is coming when Black Lightning brings his power to the people. Critics are saying Black Lightning is positive, victorious, badass, like no other superhero show we've seen. And the New York Post says it's an entertaining, edgy piece of escapism. So Tuesday, the world will know Black Lightning. All new episode after The Flash, only on the CW. I agree with everything that those outlets said. Yes. It is. It is so 
good. It is it's the so good. best show to hit CW in a while. Uh, and you know how I love my CW. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but this show has me hooked. Uh, and I know last time we spoke, Elena, you hadn't seen it yet. But now... <sighs> Yeah. yeah, I've seen, and I like to watching the second episode because I feel like pilots give you a really good idea of the concept of the show, but a lot of people don't remember or realize that months go by a lot of times between the shooting of the pilot and then the rest of the series. And mm-hmm. over that course of time is kind of when the the actors and the writers and everybody Chemistry. kind of, yeah, and they kind of figure out the direction of the show more. So I feel like the second e- episode is typically more indicative of what the show is going to be like. Mm-hmm. going forward mm-hmm. and so the second episode I liked even more than the first and I loved the pilot yeah. so like the second episode there was more than one time that I was like oh my god I did not what oh oh god okay, okay. Uh, Drew you cover this for After Buzz so I I'm curious think. what is the what is the consensus on the panel we are obsessed with it um, it's so I think Chris Williams who plays Black Lightning said it best it's a family a black family drama that just so happens to have superheroes like you get everything that we love about CW in Black Lightning you get the relationships you get the you know kick-ass superheroes you get the drama you get some comedy at some points in there like it has everything you possibly want we are in love who's your favorite character Anissa really I love Anissa I keep going back and forth I love Jennifer too I'm like I'm torn because I like Anissa and Jennifer both so logistics question for you guys this was kind of interesting to me because do either of you watch Riverdale or yeah I dabble in Riverdale so obviously um, not completely relevant to the show except for the fact that one of the guys on Riverdale showed up uh, in this week's episode and I was like huh how are they going to do this yeah. Like, what's going to happen here? And also, CW just always taking care of their own. They recycle the exact same actors. Got to get myself oh, yeah. in that loop. Right. Uh, but what I wonder, how, how are they going to shooting schedule? What? Like, how? How are we doing this? It was interesting because even in our live chat, people were just like, we really like Khalil, but we hate his character yeah, on Riverdale. All I kept thinking of was like, yeah, he's like borderline, like, sexually harassing and like, just a hard-ass character. But here he's... So cool. It's Jennifer's yeah. voice of reason. Yes. Uh, that was interesting for me. Just a small CW world. Uh, I don't know how I feel about Black Lightning resuming his powers completely this quick. I feel like I'm nervous because the show has started out so strong mm-hmm. that I almost feel like he needs to hold out a little longer because we got a lot of damn episodes. Well, you know, yeah, I see what you're saying, but I think that this show is actually, it's obviously called Black Lightning, but I think the real stars of the show are going to be Anissa and Jennifer and how they come into, because they're both getting powers, thunder and lightning. Um, So I think it's going to be how they come into their powers, because Black Lightning is obviously already an established superhero, and this is him coming back after nine years. And it's interesting because he gets, you think they're both going to have powers? They yeah they both you think well in the comics I, they both no I'm have, saying this season um I've read that Jennifer's supposed to get powers this season within the next couple of episodes yeah we I mean we're already starting to see yeah. a little bit yeah but but we have and I wonder if her sister is yeah. though I yeah. think that that's well, definitely going to be a, a later yeah. that's what I meant Jennifer's supposed to be getting her powers in the next couple of episodes as well both should have them within the oh. next three or four oh, oh. Hmm. okay um because Charlie McLean who plays Jennifer has talked about how her character is going to be taking. A different, oh, maybe that's what you said. Yeah, approach yeah, yeah. to it than where we saw this last episode, and this is like kind of hyped after she throws that guy. That was baller. She, yeah, woo. yeah. I was like, I could do that. Yeah, the, and then I thought about it. I was like, no, I couldn't. The instant but see, that's way better yeah. than the you know, like when you end last week's episode by accidentally breaking the sink off. It's like that tends to be kind of a go-to. Is like your first thing that you realize is you break something, and you're like, oh. But I love no. that she tells her girlfriend. Her girlfriend's like. We should have you see a therapist. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's what she needs, right? I mean, yeah. I'm not saying she doesn't need to see a therapist, but I'm saying, like, that's not going to fix the sink. sink. Yeah. <laughs> not a normal problem to have. So I, maybe, maybe you're right. I just, I want to make sure we don't, for lack of better and more PC words, that we don't blow our load too quickly. Yeah. You know, like, mm-hmm. I want to make sure, because right now it's so good and we're at such a great pace, and I, I don't want the show to get too excited and be like, so we got to tell all of it season one! Because, yeah. like, 
I want this show to be around for six more years. I feel like the CW is good about always coming up with new, unique drama, though. So yes. I could see them kind of going off from the comics, like kind of setting up the comic book world really early mm-hmm. on, just so they can be like, okay, we did all the comic stuff, and now we're going to go real CW. And yeah. I just hope that that also means that it's going to kind of tailor with what fans are enjoying with the show. He's older now, too. So, like, we've seen the last two episodes, he's kind of having a a hard time after he's done kicking ass. He has a hard time getting it together. Like, he can kick ass, but he can't take names. Yeah, so... (laughs) It's just too much. Uh, You know, it's a really good thing that Black Lightning is doing so well, because... Supergirl is not returned to season lows on Monday night. 0.1 million drop. I am so sorry to say this. You guys know I am a massive Supergirl fan. I believe this is deserved. I I agree, actually. I don't know how to say that nicer. I still love the show, but it's at season lows because it's at a season low. Uh... That's why. This is a direct correlation of how the show is right now. Ooh, I haven't seen the last two episodes, so it's just it's kinda hard to it's kinda hard to watch lately. Like and I lo- like when Supergirl came out I was so excited and I loved season one and it's it's just these last couple of episodes that it I don't even I'm doing other things now because I just it doesn't grab my attention. I literally, I literally have to have some. <laughs> yes, please bring that cat please. and her son. Sorry, I know that will be awkward for you on set, Melissa, because uh, of obvious reasons, like him being your ex-husband. But I liked him on the show. Bring uh, that cat. <laughs> uh, you know, I if Chad Michael Murray can do it, you can too. Sophia Bush, like they were professionals. I love Sophia Bush. It. I love Sophia uh, Bush. So I just feel like. Supergirl, don't take this offensively. Look at it and really be like, okay, we were once doing so well. People love our show. It's not too late to try a little harder. Like, I, I, I'm not, uh, I don't know how to say it. It's just, yeah, it's at, Zia says it's at a low. Uh, Coldfire says Supergirl's a lame show. Too much. Oh. What is SJ Wing? Social Justice Warriors. Oh. Oh. They need Hoakland. Um, they need Superman Tyler to come back as a main cast member. Okay, I don't. I don't agree with you, Coldfire. Uh, yeah. G- Game City Savior, and this is spoiler alert. Livewire's wig definitely needs to die. Oh. Speak uh, on it. Yeah. There's a lot of wigs though on the CW that I'm like, guys, come on, come on. Like even Killer Frost, I'm like, oh, come on. Guys. I will I don't, say hers has gotten a lot better. It's gotten better. better, better but they like, were like, okay, this character's sticking around. I guess we'll get her a nicer wig. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Livewire's is really bad, like, um, but we won't be strong it with the wig. Oh yeah. That's true. Even though she was like one of the best. Villains on the show. I did really like her as a villain. Poor choice. Again, I let the Panther says the rain storyline's taking too long. I don't mind the rain storyline because I like rain, but I guess it has the opposite problem for me as Black Lightning right now. It it knows it has 24 episodes and it's like Mm. slow and steady. Mm -hmm. And that's why your ratings are slow and that's why the rain is trickling in. Ha, but um, boom. Yeah. Uh, Oh, go ahead. I want to ask you guys, because the ratings have been really low kind of all around this past week for a bunch of different networks, for a bunch of shows. Some of them I wasn't expecting. Do you wonder if MoviePass has had an impact on it? Because there's been so many good movies coming out. Do you think people are going to see movies? And I do think Oscar season coming up right now. Yeah. People are trying to rush in to see a lot of them. I think, think I think this is a not just specific to right now trend that is going to keep happening. There is so much effing content out there. Mm-hmm. It cannot be said enough times. I can watch, and that's why CW is smart for, I'm so sorry, Elena, I'm going to tell them. I know that we're not supposed to talk about it because we're scared, Ah! but (laughs) CW is smart because they're giving away their content for free. You can go to CW's app and you can watch any show of theirs for the last five episodes. Which is how I was able to get caught up on Black Lightning. Me too, and it's the absolute tits. Like, it's the best thing in the world. Don't take it away, CW. they're doing that because they have to, and they have to because... Why would you pay for something when you have great content you can watch for free? Mm. And there's so many things that come with our subscriptions now. Like, mm-hmm. if you have Amazon and you watch, you can watch the Amazon shows. Any of those things. So it's like... But the thing with the app, too, you can't skip commercials, which means that that has more intrinsic ad value, mm-hmm. which means that they can still make money off of it. Right. Mm-hmm. So they're really using 
the technology that has come into existence over the past few years and but the that's why we're consumer. It, yeah, the that's consumer why it's tendencies. down though. That's why it's down because of that. And I, I get that. I feel like they need to make a new system because I also don't know anybody. I've never met a single person with a Nielsen box. Like I, the Nielsen rating. Who are you people? Yeah, they just where are random you? people. I don't know any of these people. I've never met a single. I've met a lot of people. I don't get it. And I've I always ask this question this. a lot because this is something that I and it's weird because I I'll ask big groups of people like, hey, okay. does anybody have a Nielsen box? And everyone's like, what a weird question. I'm sure a lot of people don't know what you're talking. They about. don't. But <laughs> I'm like, I want to know who is setting the ratings. If for you these in the things. chat or you afterwards listening to this on iTunes or or you in YouTube, whatever, please Let me know. Please let Elena know. Let For me the love know. of God, she'll bring the pain up <laughs> right on you. Okay, so <laughs> moving on from Supergirl. Uh, Flash is amazing. Yes. Yo, Flash is baller. It's b- And this time last year, I was talking about Flash like I was talking about Supergirl. So I know it can be done. Trial of the Flash. Now Flash being where Henry was. Um, like, just all of the yeses. It's, my, it's so good. I'm on the panel for that one also, so you should tune in. Yeah, um, You know I'm out here. Um, but <laughs> I, I lo- this is my favorite villain that we've ever had because I think it may... Because he's so hot now that he's in the new body. <sighs> when she was complaining about him being different... I, I was, was like, so pissed. I was like, I was like <laughs> just shut up and kiss your husband who's now a dime piece. Yeah, I was like, why... <laughs> do you see those green eyes? Stop being green. He's so hot. Um... But I love this character in particular because it makes you question every single tiny detail about the flat, like on the Flash, like down to like what color shirts they're wearing. Because you know that Devoe is so particular with how, like, he knows everything, so he sets everything up perfectly. So you're like, is that a clue? Is that a clue? And it makes you just so into the show. I'm so paranoid. Yeah, watching it, um, every second, I'm like. Like, I cannot, like, Supergirl now, I am also knitting. I'm all, I don't even knit, but that's fine. <laughs> I'm, like, on yourself. my phone, I'm doing things, I'm cooking. Flash, I'm like, shut up! Yeah. Everybody shut up, leave me alone. <laughs> like, I have to, because I'm looking for things. Yeah, because you're scared you're going to miss something. Yes. So Do it's, you think that it's going to hurt Supergirl, too, having that they're only going until, like, February 3rd, and they're going to be on hiatus with... And then Legends is Legends coming is in. Legends is going to step in until April. I, I feel like that's a bad move. I don't get it. I'm happy because you guys, I watch all of these and Marvel stuff, and mm-hmm. I and I talk about them, and I love that that's part of my job. But I will say, and I know this is a good problem to have, having to watch 14 hours of TV a week alone for comic book shows, not even for the ones that aren't that I want to watch, like This Is Us, oh my god, so good. Mm-hmm. It's very time consuming. So I'm glad to have one less show on the same week. So I'm like, oh yay, Supergirl and Legends are switching. But for anybody else in the world who just is what it's like, what? Yeah. How are you Why? Keep viewer retention. And then it's what I feel like because then it, it almost seems like they're not caring about this set of episodes because yeah. they only have like four and then like what arc are you gonna set up in four episodes? I'm just nervous. Don't know. I'm just nervous because Legends is kinda getting revamped because they're sending Wally West over there. And so, like, that's going to get hype again. And then I just feel like they're all kind of going back and forth and helping each other's ratings. And then we just have Supergirl over here kind of struggling. Just chilling. In yeah. The, in their own universe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Uh, you know what else is a fine show? Arrow. I have nothing to say. Yeah, I have to say. It is. It's just. It exists. Yeah. It's there. Uh, quick shout out to Lucifer, which I think is one of the best shows on TV. I'm absolutely obsessed. I love it. This episode was great. Um, we're getting into... Cain and Abel stuff. Just Cain, though. And that's pretty, really, really cool. So I'm all about that. Gotham has no return date. Yeah. That's a thing that I'm surprised about. It keep, it, right now on its IMDb, it says back in 2018. They were talking they filmed about with how the Joker, they're going to so integrate the bats. So I think it's almost like they're figuring yeah, out. Yeah, so still. They, they know they are coming back. I don't know if this is a Disney Fox issue thing going on right now, but then why would Lucifer be able to be back? Uh, but David, uh, who pra- plays Bruce Wayne on Gotham, was talking about them revealing that iconic bat moment. I kind of love him because he's a kid still, so like when he does interviews, he tries to be so... 
like mm-hmm. prim and proper. But yeah. then sometimes he says things. I'm like, were you allowed to just say that? I don't know, <laughs> but that's fine. Uh, he says, I know there were a lot of restrictions put on the show regarding bats early on, so I'm not sure we're allowed to do that at this point. But bats will be on the show very soon, and there will be, <laughs> and there will be a form of bat encounter. There will be a very clear form of that iconic moment of Bruce being afraid of bats and having a connection to bats, and it won't be in a way that has already been done. This is a new approach, and it's going to be an alternative vision. But that encounter will definitely happen. It will definitely happen fairly soon when we come back. Which is amazing. He's just like, I don't know if I'm allowed to say, or we're allowed to do that, but we're doing it and it's coming back immediately. It's going to be awesome. But I'm also like, what an awesome kid that he's like, the way that he, just the way that he phrases everything too. I'm like, you are so eloquent that you're basically like, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but nobody will be mad if I say it in a really, really eloquent way because I'm a child. Amazing. (laughs) Um, Quick shout out to David because David Mazouz came on when, um, when I hosted the Glee After Show at our previous studio five years ago. He was a fan of Glee and he reached out and said, can I come do the after show with you guys and came into the after show as a as a child with us (laughs) that is the cutest thing i've ever heard and it was awesome so shout out to afterbus tv and david mazuz for coming in for that anyway that pretty much wraps up tv time which wraps up our episode today i'm kind of sad about it i feel like i want to still bitch about wonder woman and stuff i want to keep talking well these are awesome what's good about that is they can keep the conversation going via social media elena where can the people find you you guys can find me on twitter at elena jordan and on instagram at that elena jordan girl you can also find uh, a podcast that i do called relativitypodcast.com that is a sci-fi radio drama with lee shackelford from star trek next generation tng uh drew with a hard twitter to remember where can everybody keep up with you you guys can follow me on all the things at OKDrewJ or Tuesday nights 10 p.m. for The Flash, Wednesday nights 6 p.m. for Black Lightning. And OK is just OK. Yeah, just O and a K. But you're more than OK. It's like, great. it's more like, it's like, OK. OK. <laughs> yeah, but then I feel like it'd be OK. Why? Like, OK. OK. All right, I like it anyway. I'm Roxy Stryer. You can find me at Roxy Stryer. Don't forget to find Mike at Mike Kalinowski, Johnny at Jay Quasto, Adam at Adam Gertler. He was doing some great stuff with Maze Runner this Ooh. week. He was doing um, uh, incredible things. I also actually put up a Maze Runner video. I'm pantless in it. I'm not wearing any pants. It, you, that sounds sexy, but it's not. Trust me, you can go watch it. It's on my YouTube. I was just lazy in my pajamas. <laughs> and it's in my bedroom, and it's not cute at all. Anyway, guys, DC Movies, SK, we love you. We'll see you here next week, same time, same place, with your boys back. Tweet at them and bitch at them. Love you guys. Bye. Bye. From producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of its owners or principals.